Welcome to LaGrave Avenue CRC's Sermon Podcast. You are listening to A Year of Todays by Reverend Ruth Boven. We now turn our attention to Luke 4. We'll be reading actually verses 14 through 21 of Luke 4. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. This is the word of the Lord. I wonder if you've had the same experience that I've had this holiday season. I have had the hardest time figuring out what day it is. I guess the holidays falling in the middle of the week and then a little bit of a different rhythm to our Sunday worship services has had me asking myself actually quite often, what day is it today? Sometimes it is hard with with so much going on in our schedules and our lives to keep our minds in the present. I suppose that's especially true of the New Year's holiday. I mean, it's traditionally a time when we intentionally reflect on the year that we're leaving behind and start contemplating the year that's unfolding ahead of us. Yet I've heard it said that actually, the great majority of our time as human beings is spent either thinking about the past or planning for the future. The author and preacher Craig Barnes claims that one of the evidences of that is how often we think or say, if only. If only I had saved better for retirement. If only I had gone to see the doctor earlier. If only I had taken that other job instead of this one. If only I had been a better parent. If only I had done that differently. The phrase, if only, Barnes claims, assumes that the key to a good life lies either in a redo of the decisions we've made in the past and or making the right decisions, the correct decisions in the future. 
And as a consequence of this preoccupation, the present moment today is forgotten. It is collapsed either into regret about the past or anxiety about the future. Now, it's interesting that while we often find ourselves fixed on either the past or the future, so much of the scripture is focused on today, on the present moment that God is giving us. Joshua 3, Joshua said to God's people long ago, choose this day who you will serve. The psalmist proclaimed, this is the day the Lord has made. The Lord's prayer leads us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. And in our text tonight, laying out his mission with words from Isaiah, Jesus concludes by saying, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Today. According to Luke, who uses that word at least 12 times in his gospel, the very first public word spoken by Jesus himself is the word today. Today, Isaiah's prophecy was fulfilled, Jesus said, which meant good news to the poor, release for the captives, sight for the blind, and freedom for the oppressed. In fact, in that same passage, Isaiah further spoke of healing for the brokenhearted, comfort for those who mourn, and a feast of gladness for those restored to God. But here's the challenge of Jesus declaring that Isaiah's words were fulfilled by him on that day. Well, on that day, and still today, the beggars, the blind, the lame, the brokenhearted were and still are begging, lame, blind, brokenhearted. People are still marginalized and oppressed grieving and lonely. So what difference did Jesus really make on that today? And further, did that today make any difference in all of our todays? Well, I won't answer those questions completely tonight, but I'll make a few observations about how the today that Jesus declares to be a fulfillment, a start of a new order, a new restoration, a new hope, does impact our todays. First, Jesus today makes a difference in our today with the amazing truth that in Jesus, God chose to be present with us 
here on earth. Almighty, omnipotent God broke into this world of pain and regrets and sorrow, this world of if-onlys, and as Eugene Peterson says, he moved into the neighborhood. The God who is the beginning of all things, who is the source of all life and all love and all goodness, that God did not despise our human frailties or our brokenness or our insecurities or our if-onlys. No, instead, God pitched God's tent stakes deep into the soil of this earth in order to be near to the brokenhearted, to the wounded, to the disadvantaged, to the confused, to the oppressed. The theologian N.T. Wright tells the story of running into a friend that he hadn't seen for a long time. When the friend realized Wright's occupation, he said to him, you know, I used to believe in God, but then I grew up. I found it harder and harder to think of this old man up there in the sky, so far removed from all the pain and suffering down here in the world. Wright said to him, I don't believe in that God either. The God I believe in is the God I see in the middle of the pain and the suffering down here in our world. Without Jesus, the crucified Jesus, sharing and bearing the pain and the sin and the suffering of the world, I don't actually know who on earth or in heaven God might be at all. Friends, today, said the angel to the shepherds, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. The difference Jesus made on that today is that for love of us, God came as close as he could come to us even put on our frail flesh so that all people, so that you might know that you are seen, that you are loved, that you are not alone today and every one of your days. The second difference Jesus makes in our todays is that through him, we've been given the power of God's Spirit. When Jesus opened that scroll in the temple, he declared that the Spirit of God had come on him. What enabled God's mission to go forward through Jesus was the Spirit of God. In order for us to live out our todays, 
in a way that furthers God's mission in this world, to bind up your broken-hearted neighbor, to seek flourishing for the imprisoned in our community, to comfort the sorrowing all around you, and to be bold proclaimer of God's goodness and God's image in every person, we too need and have God's Spirit. You know, Jesus said that the Spirit blows where it will, which means that experiences of the Spirit's power are unpredictable. I don't know what the Spirit will do in your life this year. What I do know is that God calls you to be open to the Spirit's movement. How will you know what the Spirit may be calling you to do with your todays? Well, as Jesus said, God's mission is about bringing healing and hope and rescue and relief. And I believe there isn't a single day that goes by where in some large or small way, the Spirit nudges you to participate more fully in God's mission of restoration and of God's boundary-shattering peace. You may have heard about the work that Calvin College and Seminary is doing in the Ionia prison and that it is flourishing. Well, maybe you know that this summer, the inmates there planted a garden in their courtyard. A sign of hope, I would imagine, in stark contrast to the gray, drab, hard prison bars and cells and halls. And then when that garden started turning out wonderful, colorful, fresh veggies, peppers, corn, carrots, tomatoes, the inmates, most of whom had been horribly abusive to the women in their lives, in an act of repentance and hope and healing, gave their produce to a place called Safe Haven Ministries here in Grand Rapids that provides safety and resources for women who are abused. That spirit-led act gave to all who were a part of it a glimpse, a foretaste of the restoration and of the joyful feast to which Jesus invites us all. Friends, today the Spirit of God rests on you to find the hurting, to look for those held captive by life's harsh, cruel realities, to perhaps make something straight that's crooked in you and to shine the light of God's goodness into every dark place you see.
not with if-onlys, but with the very presence of God and with the Spirit's power do you face today and all of your todays to come. Long ago, when, when I used to use a paper calendar or a planner to keep track of my todays, I never liked the practice of crossing off with an X or a slash a completed day, even though it did help me know what day was supposed to come next. I guess I needed help with time way back then, too. It sort of felt thankless and cold to X out a completed day that God had given me with a big black mark. And so I changed things up a bit. At the end of the day, instead of slashing through that finished square on the calendar, I would draw a heart instead. In a small way, acknowledging that no matter how good or bad that today was, it had been a day of grace. It had been a gift of God. And whether I recognized them or not, there were signs of God's goodness and of Jesus' gracious forgiveness in that completed day. Your calendar for 2019, tonight at midnight, will have 365 completed todays on it. Each one is a sign of God's presence, of the Spirit's power, and of Jesus' gracious forgiveness and care. But tonight, that's not the only sign we get. We get this meal that Jesus shared with his disciples not long after he told Zacchaeus that today salvation had come to his house. And not long before Jesus said to the thief on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus gave us this meal so that you too would know God's presence and the Spirit's power and would receive and believe in Jesus' gracious forgiveness and in his mercy that does not end. He gave it so that you would know these things today and every one of the 365 days of the year to come. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let's pray. God of this moment and this day, we thank you for your presence, for your spirit's power, and for your gracious forgiveness. Lord, stay very near to us in the year of today's ahead. In Christ's name we pray, amen.
Thank you for listening to the Grave Avenue CRC's Sermon Podcast.